we have a banging news week. Nintendo is back in legal trouble. They're not winning the dang lawsuit, this father and son. You're gonna have to fire somebody. They are making a gigantic mistake. I mean, would you look at us? Video-only listeners are getting the treatment right now. Welcome back to the Mario Matter, your favorite Nintendo news podcast episode number 3939, one away from 40. We have a banging news week apart from May 20th, which we'll get to later on. Nintendo is back where they belong in legal trouble. We'll get to that. There's more Splatoon 3 news. We got Nintendo Switch Sports logo and cover art options revealed like what they almost chose to be the cover art and logos interesting stuff your favorite tiers of the kingdom news like always and guys if you would have a look at the scenery we are still a remote podcast this is the last week that will be remote i'll be back in studio next week next wednesday I'm hoping with a guest, I'm hoping I can't force anybody to come on said podcast, but I'm hoping we have a guest next Wednesday. I will do everything in my power. Maybe not, but most things in my power to get a guest on next Wednesday. I think I know who I want. We'll reach out to him uh, this week and we'll see if we can get it cracking. But anyways, if you look, we have the Wii U background in the back. It's not... A real Wii U. It's, it's a YouTube video, so credit to whoever's video that is on, on YouTube. I don't know. I put my Switch back there, and we're here. We have Nintendo news for you from the past seven days. Let's go ahead. Let's not stall. Let's get into all of it. You guys know our headline segment goes through the past seven days worth of Nintendo news, and we go through it bite by bite, chunk by chunk, and break it down for you. So, if we go through the past seven days, you would know that seven days ago, as of posting the podcast, is May 17th. I have all my cool notes right here on the laptop. This is swell. All right, so on May 17th, we have really a whole lot of Zelda news. And when I say a whole lot, I mean two big pieces of news. Now, the first one being, guys, I was correct. I was literally correct. So, if you guys watch my second channel, which is called Max Corbett, my real name, I post some videos on there. It's been on a hole recently because I'm on vacation. I can't post on there. Uh, I could, but, you know, like, it won't be too quality. So, I post extra videos on there. That's on hold. And I made a video called, Nintendo, here's how you stop piracy. And I told them, the way that you do that is to go after individuals who are pirating your games. Guess what? They literally did that. They did that. So, the headline reads, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Pirates get DMCA notices. So basically, you rarely ever see Nintendo go after individuals for pirating their games. And what has happened is to some who have downloaded the Tears of the Kingdom ROM file off of sites, Reddit, ROM sites, wherever it may be, your internet service providers, like your Verizons, your AT&T, you know, whoever, is going to have a look. And they're going to be like, oh, you can't download that. That's illegal. So, internet service providers have sent emails to individuals who have downloaded the illegal file on their network. People are getting emails like, hey, watch out, buddy. You can't download uh, these games. 
And I think that's how you stop piracy, because now what's going to happen is these people know Nintendo is onto them, or at least their service providers are very much so onto them pirating these games. So really, they're going to stop. You won't have them download Mario 3D World. You won't have them download the next Switch game. No, because now they're on to them. So anyways, I think that's how you stop piracy. Because if you go after these sites, people downloading them can just keep on doing it forever and, and forever and forever. But you go after these people, and it doesn't only affect the people who got these emails. It affects, like, not that I'm a pirate or anything. <laughs> but if me seeing that, I wouldn't want to pirate either. Because I'm going to get an email just like that. So, pretty bad. But anyways, good on Nintendo. It's illegal to do. I don't really support piracy. I don't support piracy. Not don't really support piracy. I do not support piracy. And uh, they will not do it again. So, good on Nintendo. And thanks to the internet service providers. Next, our other Tears of the Kingdom news that I brought up. Tears of the Kingdom released on May 12th. On May 17th, we found out. That it has sold 10 million copies worldwide. I mean, what is the 10 million people? There's that many people on Earth? I mean, 7 billion. But, you know, like that, that's, that's a lot of copies, right? 10 million people forked over 70 bucks to buy a Switch game in five days. Maybe even less because it was reported by Nintendo on May 17th. Could have been even earlier, though. It's probably at this point sold like almost 15 million because now it's may 23rd as of recording so it's probably sold 15 million already but it has sold over 10 million within the time of five days or less and so that's just gigantic and that actually makes it according to nintendo the fastest selling game sorry zelda game in history faster than skyward sword twilight princess breath of the wild any of these and honestly you would think that breath of the wild is the fastest selling because the Switch was the Big Bang console. What's the biggest game right, right when it came out? Breath of the Wild. So it's kind of cool to see that Tears of the Kingdom is even bigger than Breath of the Wild in, ter in terms of how fast it is selling. That's good to see. Maybe it'll even beat Breath of the Wild in sales over time. Christmas will for sure help. I saw someone say that. Um, holidays, yeah, birth, yeah, it's going to the moon. Then, that is all for the May 17th news. That was last, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday. It was indeed. Then we move to May 18th, where we have some Pokemon news and some Switch Online news, beginning with the Pokemon stuff. So, let's start here. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Gold Bottle Cap Mystery Gift. So, I do not play my fair share of Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet. You know, I'm not doing this, right? Like... I'm waiting for the game to either be fixed, which I doubt will happen, or just when I get to it. You know, I have not beat the game yet. So, I won't be able to tell you much about gold bottle caps, but I did my research, and gold bottle caps in the game increase your Pokemon stats, and I guess they're giving away some. So, if you want this gold bottle cap, and I actually might do this because it's free after all, you have to go into your game, go to the menu option, go to the mystery gift option, and enter a, col a code. The code is G-E-T-G-0-L-D. Get gold. But the O is a zero. Get gold, all caps. I'm not sure if caps matters, actually. But the O in gold is a zero. That is how you get your mystery gift, your gold bottle cap in the game. So for those 
who want one, who need one, who are bored enough and finished Tears of the Kingdom and want one, you have that right there. So go and get your, your, your gold bottle cap. I might have to do it. We'll see what happens, though. Next, Nintendo... Actually, no, let's go to the Pokemon news, and then we'll head back to that. Pokemon news... Guys, this, this was so weird. I couldn't believe what I was reading when I was reading this. So, this is the believable part. The Pokemon account on Twitter had tweeted out, Hey, you know, version 3.0.0 is coming out. And this will include Pokemon Home support. And then, of a day later, they wrote this. Earlier, we mistakenly posted that Pokemon Home version 3.0.0 would launch on May 23rd and 24th. However, the actual release date is yet to be announced. 3.0.0 is coming soon though, so please continue to follow our pages for more information. So basically, they tweeted out, hey guys, this comes out May 23rd, May 24th, Pokemon Home support, everything. And then a day later, they pulled it back and said, nope, it's not happening, uh, we'll have to see when we're gonna release it, but it's not happening on May 23rd and 24th. You're gonna have to fire somebody for falsely posting that an update is coming out. It was definitely planned for those days as it was an official tweet, but I guess not. We're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for Pokemon Home support. Now, they did mention in the original tweet, this is still good information because it'll probably likely 100% still apply to when the update actually comes out. If you get Pokemon Home on mobile, you can get a Sprigatito? Sprigatito. Pokemon pronunciations are hard for me, guys. Sprigatito, Sprigatito, Coco, and Quaxly with, a, with hidden abilities as mystery gifts. So yeah, I'm not great with Pokemon, but my Pokemon fans will know what that means. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. You, you get the, the Pokemon with hidden abilities. That sounds like fun. Maybe I'll get it on mobile. It's hard for Pokemon to get me to download some kind of app that is not Pokemon Go, but you know, I'll look into it. And then what you actually might, might want to hear about if you're not a Pokemon Scarlet and Violeter, what you might want to hear is that all three Super Mario Advance games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. So announced May 18th by Nintendo officially, we have three new games coming to the Game Boy Advance lineup on Switch Online for the expansion pack owners. We have Super Mario Advance, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2, which is like one game. It's like a long title for one game, Mario World, Mario Advance 2. And then also Yoshi's Island, which is Mario Advance 3. They're long titles. It sounds like two game names and one title. Like it's Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 3. It's weird, but the three Mario Advance games are coming to the lineup of Switch online expansion pack members. If you want to play those, I would recommend upgrading. I personally will not, but you always can. It is always out there for the steeper price range, so if you have some disposable income, that could be for you. Otherwise, I'm just I'm just playing the regular Game Boy games. I'm not upgrading to that. Then, May 19th news. That was the Friday we got some word from the Smash Bros. creator, Masahiro Sakurai. He has a YouTube channel and he reports, not reports, I guess, but kind of breaks down his thought process when making games and these kinds of things, kind of the behind the scenes of a game developer, kind of like in the mind, you know? And he made a video recently on Smash Bros. Brawl and, and online play and all that kind of stuff. And in the video, we have some important information that he had shared 
So the headline reads, Smash Bros. creator Masahiro Sakurai reveals Smash Melee was almost ported to the Wii. Now, <laughs> that one would have been a great seller. Two, that would, that would be fun. Because Smash Melee, if, if you know much about that game, it's quite messed up. So, via Masahiro Sakurai's YouTube channel, he said this, quote, It was E3 2005, the day after the Wii was announced, when President Iwata approached me with an offer to develop a Smash Bros. title for the Wii. Now, Sakurai turned it down because he had, as he put it, he already went freelance, which means, you know, he's not really doing the kind of work. He's not going to accept this, right? And so, if he had turned down the work from Mr. Iwata to make a Smash Bros. game for the Wii that we now know as Smash Bros. Brawl, they would have just ported Melee. And that, as he said, could have been the end of the Smash Bros. series. It could have been, if he didn't make Smash Brawl. <laughs> but he did end up agreeing, and that was how Smash Brawl was born. I thought that was certainly some interesting stuff from the man himself. He has a great YouTube channel. If you want to go watch it, I believe it's just Masahiro Sakurai on YouTube. Go and check it out. It's interesting stuff. Link down below in the sources and links link. I put all the links in a paste bin, so if you're looking for any kind of links, down there in the sources and links link. Next, Splatoon 3 news. We have a bit of Splatoon news scattered through the headlines, but here's your first chunk of news. Splatoon 3's Big Run event has been announced for the sizzle season. Now, Big Run. When I first heard this, I did not know what it meant. I thought it was Salmon Run and, like, Big Man combined. You know, I didn't know what this meant. So after some Googling, I can sum it up for you in one sentence. A big run is, is essentially Salmon Run taking place on Turf War stages. It's basically that. And I went back to the Splatoon 3 Direct, and I found that out. Now, this takes place from June 10th to June 12th. Very short amount of time for an event that happens only a few, you know, once every few months. But I'll take it. It sounds fun. Maybe I'll have to log on. But your big run does take place June 10th to June 12th. Log on there. Get your weapons ready. Oh, well, I mean, it's salmon run, so you can't, you know, salmon running up. Go make some salmon, eat some fish, and do the thing on Splatoon. There you go. June 10th to June 12th. Next. Nice news. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been updated to version 1.1 point, can you guess? What? 1.1.1. So, not too many issues have been fixed that we know about. They describe one, and then they kind of just hide the rest. So, for example, the first issue, and the only issue that, that they mentioned they fixed, was a fixed issue where sometimes the player could not clear a main quest. I'm not going to say which quest it is, but they didn't name which one it is. I'm not going to say, because maybe it's spoiler-worthy. I don't actually know. I think it's a beginning one, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's a later game one. I won't say which one it is. If you want to know which one it is, link down below to see the full patch notes. It'll say it there. So, could not clear a main quest, even if they fulfilled the, the conditions to advance the quest. So, if you beat the quest, you couldn't advance, they fixed that glitch. And then, they also fixed... Several issues have been addressed to, to improve the gameplay experience, not to improve, <laughs> to improve the experience. So that could be like 20,000 things that, they, that they're not naming. Who knows? Maybe some frame rate issues. I actually have been playing a lot on my own. No, no spoilers here. 
uh, there are a good amount of frame rate issues, especially when you are looking at fire. When you're looking at fire decently close up, there's a, there's a good amount of frame rate issues I've found. So I'm actually, I won't say where I am in the game because it's spoiler worthy, but uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure how far I am either because like I'm still doing this one quest. Um, yeah, I can't really say how far I am. I'll say this because this is not spoiler worthy. If you know, you know. I'm two-fourths, two-fourths of the way on the quest that you get. I don't even know. I'm two-fourths. That should be enough to, to tell you where I am. Two-fourths of the way of a quest. You should basically know where I am at that point if you have played through. So I'll leave you with that. Now, May 20th, as I said in the intro, like everything was, was great until this day came around. What happened on May 20th? Absolutely nothing. I, I've searched. I have Google News. I have gone to every single Nintendo news outlet. I can't find something for May 20th. May 20th was a dead day. Now, I, I did find one thing. I found a Zelda developer Q&A where they were trying to decide which Link is the stinkiest. I believe one, uh, one of them said Twilight Princess. I mean, is that news? Which Link is the stinkiest? I'm not reporting this. So, nothing on May 20th. <laughs> Um, if you want to read that, though, I guess I'll put it in the, in the uh, description, in the sources and links link. But here's interesting stuff that we also brought up in the intro. On May 21st, one of these Switch Sports developers, I'm going to butcher this, Toshiki Otani, that, that wasn't too bad. He shared, I think it's a he, I, 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 could be, I could be getting flamed right here, shared some cover art options and logo options. For Nintendo Switch Sports. So basically, they had just put out a blog post showing off concept art. Now, if we look on the screen here, we can see the official box art for the game. And then we can also see six concept arts that they, oh, they almost chose from. Now, looking at this, they 100% made the correct choice. These six concept arts look, in my opinion, majority of them look horrendous. Now, the only one that I think you know isn't too bad is either the bottom left one or the bottom right one i think all the other ones are atrocious why is there like a whole horde of characters in the one in the top right i don't know i do not like it at all sam i am i don't like this so let me know which one you think is the best here i think they made the correct choice and went with the original as we know it switch sports cover art they made a right choice and dodged a bullet. Now, if we look at logos here, we can see all of these Switch Sports logo concepts. Now, we have the Wii Sports logo, Wii Sports Resort logo, and then the official logo. And then there's four, three concept arts. We have one where the letters are a bit more spaced out in the top middle. Uh, I don't mind that one, actually. That one actually doesn't look too bad. It just also doesn't look unique. It just looks very, very, very basic. So... You know, I could go without that one. That's fine. And then the top right one is Nintendo Switch Sports with what looks to be Joy-Cons in the middle of the Spoko Square logo. Not my favorite. I don't like it. They don't even look like Joy-Cons, so I would not want that one. And then the bottom right one is a full-on black-colored logo, and it's tilted. I don't like that. It's not all caps, which is a thing for me. Uh, I mean, the Switch part is not. The sports part is not caps in the, in the final logo. 
but this is not doing it for me. I don't like it. I don't like those logos. They made the right decision on both decisions, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, really, what I've, I've considered this. I think that those logos would have been a lot better, but the difference is those are concept logos. I think what might have happened is those logos look so bad compared to the original because they have touched up the original, they've added enhancements, they've done this, they changed that, whereas those concept logos were just kind of like a rough draft, you know? And so that's why the final one looks so much better. I have considered that. But either way, they made the right decision, and I'm not going to argue against it. I don't want any other Switch Sports cover. And then, also on May 21st, the Zelda director, the man himself who did the gameplay demonstration, Eiji Numa, says in an interview that Tears of the Kingdom was just about complete when the delay was announced in 2022. So, in an interview with the Washington Post, we had Eiji Numa talk about Tears of the Kingdom, the big game launch, the big game release, these kinds of things. Now, the headline itself was self-explanatory, but here's the good thing. The extra year was spent working on physics and making sure everything was in tip-top shape. So, honestly, it would have been similar to a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet situation. I think if they did not work on these physics, we'd have bug issues, we'd have frame rate issues, things glitching. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet all over again. And that kind of goes to show, when you have a game like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you need an extra year to figure it all out. The game felt rushed, and it must have been, because there were so many performance issues in Scarlet and Violet. So, it needed one extra year, and the Zelda team is actually smart for taking that extra year. So, honestly, good on them. And I thank them for I would not want a buggy game last year opposed to a finished perfect game this year. I'll take it. And this is also great because 2022 for the Switch wasn't bad. We had Mario Strikers. Okay, that's pretty bad. We had Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We had that. We had Switch Sports. We had a lot of bangers. And by a lot of bangers, I mean just titles that are decent enough to hold you over. This year... If we did not have Tears of the Kingdom, assuming they have nothing else to release, maybe they would have worked up something like a remake or something, but without Tears of the Kingdom, if we can remove it from the lineup for this year, Pikmin 4 would be the biggest game this year that we know of right now. Pikmin 4, which is a great game, I assume. I'm going to buy it. It looks great. Looks good. But... For a Pikmin game to be the biggest game of the year for a Nintendo console says something. Normally, it's a Mario, it's a Wii Sports spinoff, or not spinoff, but a sequel maybe to like Switch Sports. But no, it is literally Pikmin. Once again, great series, don't want to hate on it, but it's Pikmin. Not great. Anyways... Good thing for Tears of the Kingdom. I believe they released it at the right time as it became so highly anticipated and built up all the hype. Then, we move to May 22nd. Yesterday, as of recording, two days ago, as of posting this very podcast, we got four new weapons 
revealed for Splatoon 3's sizzle season. Now, I will say, two of these were, were revealed Tuesday. Now, May 22nd is a Monday. Two of these were revealed on Tuesday. But I put them all in one segment just because it wouldn't make sense to say two weapons revealed on May 22nd, two revealed on May 23rd, and like not have them in one little headline. It just makes more sense, so I did that. Now, they have put out some tweets. The Splatoon North American account put out these tweets describing these brand new weapons coming in the sizzle season. I'll read you the tweets as they're funny and interesting. Here we go. SRL Ballistics here with a report on the H3 Nozzle Nose D. We're going to be honest, it's a regular H3 nozzle nose with a new emblem, but it comes with the big bubbler and splash wall. This new loadout will tighten your defense and allow you to decimate enemies with precision. And speaking of weapons with updated designs and loadouts, here's the Rapid Blaster Pro. Now you can bounce attacks all over the map with the angle shooter and turn up the volume on your offense with the Killer Whale 5.1 special sounds good to us sounds good to me as well then we have another new weapon the light tetra Duelies from ballistics here's a report on the light tetra Duelies. quote this redesigned tetra Duelies loadout has a lighter look but the same excellent mobility paired with the sprinkler sub and zip caster special this set can help you cinch the win with four consecutive dodge rolls there you go new Duelies coming and then the last one Quote, you know what? We're just going to hand Ballistics the mic. Ahem, is this thing on? Check out the Tenta Sorella Brella. It's a more offensive-focused version of the Tenta Brella, allowing you to place ink mines or fire the Trizuka while using launch Brellas as diversions. So, four new weapons announced. I'm sure there will be a lot more to come through, but those are the ones launching what I believe is June 1st in the Sizzle season. So... Splatoon 3, get excited, we have some news. What I like about Splatoon 3, I like how they're doing updates. It's every few months you have a brand new season, whereas for a game like Animal Crossing, dare I go back to that game, you would not know when the updates would be. They would be, you know, it could be next month, could be the next five months, you, you, did, you had no clue. But for Splatoon, they're being nice and consistent, adding small things here and there. I like how they're doing that, and I think that honestly... Animal Crossing's next game, should it get updates and more updates and more updates, should follow along this same method. I like it a lot better. Then, Mario Movie news. For those Mario Moviers, the movie released last week digitally on iTunes, on your Amazon Primes, on your... What else even is there? The Google Play? I don't even know. It's digital, right? It's digital. Now, we have some more news on... The amount of money this movie has brought in. What an investment, by the way. The Super Mario Bros. movie becomes the third highest grossing animated movie of all time. Beating Incredibles 2. Now, honestly, when I looked at the list, I saw Incredibles 2 on the list. And that is the only time that I can ever say I saw Incredibles 2. I didn't watch the movie. Was it good? How is this not? How is it number four? How is Incredibles 2 number four of all time? I never saw this. I saw the first one, and it was pretty good. Who's watching 2? I mean, I guess it sounds nice. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably go watch it too. But I've, I'd never really heard of this movie before. I didn't... I hardly knew it existed. Sorry to my Incredibles fans. I like the first one. I'll tell you that. But it beat it with 
$1.253 billion. Now, that's like a lot of money. I'll tell you that much. That's a lot of money. Nintendo has billions. One more right there with the movie. So it is now the third highest behind Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. And then on Wikipedia, it says that the Lion King remake is number one. But, you know, it doesn't count that because it's a remake. So behind Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. And it certainly will not beat Frozen 2 as it's at 1.6 billion, I believe. So really no shot. But it had a great run. And that's Frozen 2. I said it on the, on the last podcast. That's Frozen 2. So, will the Mario Movie 2 get up to Frozen 2 numbers, 1.6 billion? I don't know. It It could. If it has the best chance to. So, I wouldn't doubt it. And then, a very, very strange piece of news. Also, on May 22nd, very strange. We got a 3DS firmware update. 3DS. This console, you know, it's a, it's a dying breed. It's phasing out. No more games being made for eShops closed. You know, it's done. It's done. It's done. We got an update to version 11.17.0-50. I mean, just call it like 1.9.7. Like, why for all the numbers? Why, why do you need all the numbers? We don't need these. Anyways, the last update was on September 12th, 2022. That was about, if you do the math, eight months ago. And here's all we have on the update from Nintendo. If you have been following firmware updates, you would know what I'm about to say. Quote, further improvements to overall system stability and other minor adjustments have been made to enhance the user experience. Now, that is not all. We have somebody on Twitter, our good friend, I never spoke to him in my life, but our good friend, Oatmeal Dome on Twitter. They write, according to at YLWS8Bot, system settings, eShop app, an internet browser were updated for US region 3DSs. The home menu was also updated. So you won't really notice anything, but they've done their updates, their security patches, whatever they have to do. You won't notice it as there's no new features, but that's what they have done. Curious on what they've done with the eShop because it closed and they, and they did all the maintenance that they had to do. What are they doing to the eShop? You can re-download games. I don't, I don't get it, but changes there, maybe some more security stuff. We don't know. And then May 23rd, that is today as of recording, it is 12.38 p.m. Who knows what is going on today? So if we miss any news on Tuesday, May 23rd, we will report it next episode. But as of this morning, all we have is that Wii U repairs are ending in Japan. Sad. Because we've not had Wii U repairs in North America forever. I can't find a page for it. You can go to like, you break, I fix, or I fix, you break. Because they break your stuff. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They don't, they can repair consoles over there. But if you go to like, you break, I fix, they can supposedly do it. I tried to call them once to repair a Wii. And they told me that what I found out to be a, a disk drive issue. They told me that was a motherboard issue. Now, I think that they just didn't want to repair my, my Wii because that can be a nightmare. <laughs> I said, you know, it's not reading discs. And then, you know, th this is before I even knew how to repair anything. I said, it's not reading discs. And then it, he goes, okay, so that's a motherboard issue and cannot be repaired. Um, 
I'm sure you did not want to do it because that is not a motherboard issue. He didn't want to get all the screwdrivers out and take out 20,000. You know, he didn't want to do that. So, I mean, can you blame him, honestly? Probably, because that's his job to fix Wii's. But just don't list it on your site if you don't want to do it. Anyways, Wii U repairs are ending over there. Now, we did see that Wii U NAND problem where Wii U's were corrupting a few months ago. I don't know if that was a hoax or not, but if you're in Japan watching the dang video, check your Wii U right now. Make sure it works all tip-top magoo. And if you need it repaired, I would definitely send it in within the next hour. Hour. There's no time to waste, okay? Within the next hour. But my friends, ladies and gentlemen, that is all of the news for the headline segment. But we have two big segments of news, including GameStop, which is big for Nintendo, and I'll tell you why, and Nintendo in legal trouble. We'll also answer your questions at the end of all that. Let's go to our first segment of the day. Or right, hold on, that's a second second segment. Bam! All right, so we're talking about GameStop on a Nintendo News podcast. What the heck are we doing here? So there's very good reason for this. Now, the first thing that I want to bring up sort of relates to Nintendo. The second thing really relates to Nintendo, and this could be a gigantic disaster. So the second part is a rumor. We'll begin with the first part, which is true. And by the way, the rumor is heavily backed. And I'm hearing, and people are hearing it's happening. So, first part, anyway, is GameStop Pro is going to be replacing GameStop's long-standing power-up rewards. So, they're introducing a brand new membership. Now, I'm on their website right now, and this is where we're getting all of our info from. GameStop Pro is their new membership. Now, it costs $14.99 a year, which honestly, once you look at what you're receiving with the membership, it's not a bad deal if you go to GameStop often enough. Like, if you go, honestly, I'd say once or twice a month, it's pretty good. But at the same time, who goes to GameStop once or twice a month? I don't know. Uh, not me. I'll tell you that. Maybe you do. Maybe you go and check out the newest games for all the new consoles and stuff. You know, maybe that's you, but it's not me. Anyways. Right when you go to the GameStop Pro site, it says get $70 in value just for signing up. New benefits, new rewards, new look, a new GameStop Pro is coming soon. Now, how soon? That is June 27th, 2023 is when this all begins. Now, we scroll down. It says GameStop Pros get 5% extra off all pre-owned, all collectibles, and more. So, that's really not bad because most of their games, you know, if it's not new, is pre-owned. So 5% off, it's not a lot, but it's something for 15 bucks a year. A year. If it was a month, you'd be getting scammed. But a year isn't bad. Now, 5% off all pre-owned, pre-owned consoles, which could actually save you a decent amount. Video games, video game accessories, and tech. 5% off all collectibles, all clearance, all GameStop products. Uh, that is GameStop products, not every single item in the store. GameStop products like GameStop, Atrix, GeekNet, or Modern Icons. Those are their companies that make the products. And 5% off all protection plans like anybody's buying that in the first place. So <laughs> you're saving a bit. If you go there and you buy things often, this is for you. 
Okay, but otherwise, <laughs> oh boy. Now it says, take your re rewards program to the next level. Level up and become a pro today for only $14.99 per year. Starts June 27th. The new GameStop Pro starts June 27th at 25 bucks a year. Well, hold on, 25 bucks a year? Wait, level up and become a pro today. Is it if you level up, you get 15 bucks? GameStop Pro starts June. Maybe if you upgrade. I don't know. That's so weird. I think if you join now, you get 15 bucks a year. Later on, it's 25. It's odd. Maybe that's a tactic to have you join earlier. I don't know for sure. They aren't telling me much. I'm on their site. Pros get five bucks every month, and that is just the start. $5 monthly pro reward. Each month, knock off five bucks to off one item of your choice. That's 60 bucks a year in savings. So once again, they're saving you money here, but they're also getting you to spend more money. So do you really want to do that? If you already do, this is it for you. 10% extra trade credit, so you're scamming them. <laughs> and pro-exclusive deal drops and pro-weeks. That's cool. So you're getting deals and pro-weeks, plus enjoy special week-long sales. So it's not like their sales are very great in the first place, but you are getting sales. Pros get VIP access. Let's speed it up. $10 welcome reward. Kick it off with 10 bucks in rewards. Spend it on what you love. 2% back in rewards. Always earning every hour, every day, in-store and online. You'll earn points on your purchases every hour. Well, no crap. If you purchase, the, st the store has to be open. Okay, you know, reap your rewards. Pros can redeem as few as 1,000 points for $1 in rewards. Oh boy, $1. And then finally, Game Informer. Quote, as a GameStop Pro member, you'll have unlimited digital access to the Game Informer, one of the most respected and entertaining gaming magazines in the industry. GameStop Pro, is it worth it? Do I think it's worth it? What do you think of it? Let me know what you think of it. I think... As I've been saying the entire time, if you go, it's worth it. If you go to GameStop, if you buy from GameStop, it's worth it. It's worth it. 15 bucks. 25 bucks. It's worth it. You're saving money. So, you know, they also give you a $10 welcome reward, as we mentioned. And that kind of already knocks off most of the cost of the membership. So, you're saving money. Now, with that, that's new. That's news. That's cool. That's confirmed. Woohoo. GameStop Pro. What we really need to talk about is a rumor that is a very, very strong rumor. You guys know I don't report many rumors anymore. Not anymore. Like, we had no rumors today on the headline segment. We have a rumor here that is heavily backed, and I've spoke to people too. GameStop's retro trade program might be coming back in stores and online. So let me go ahead and let's explain what the heck this actually is. So, back in 2015, GameStop had begun a retro trade program where basically they turn into a retro game store, right? They, they're taking old games. And the problem here is at GameStop, it's not a very high quality store. What's going to happen is you're going to have people who are bringing in counterfeit games, fake games. It's not ideal. And the problem is with GameStop employees, most, I'm not saying all, not all, they're not going to check if a certain game is counterfeit or if they want to, they can't because you have to train these people to check for counterfeit games. And with training costs great, amount, great amounts of money, which they don't have. They don't have money like that. 
GameStop is a dying business. So you can't do the... So they're bringing this back. That had launched in 2015. They shut it down, I think, a few years later. And it's not going to go well. So apparently it's coming back. Where you can trade in your old games like N64, NES. And they're going to sell them. It should be going live in stores soon. They are making a gigantic mistake, if you're asking me. I don't think that it goes well. I think that they're going to start buying counterfeit games off of people. Now, I saw this YouTube short. Credit to whoever it is. I don't know the name. Um, I saw a short one time. Maybe it was a long video. Of somebody who bought, I think it was six copies of Pokemon Platinum or some kind of Pokemon from GameStop. And they all came back fake. They were all, I think every single one was fake. Maybe one was real. I think they were all fake. I have foggy memory here. It was months ago. That's bad. If GameStop, which has, I believe, 4,000 locations or so, maybe that was before they shut down some, some of them. That's bad. You're going to have employees every single day accepting copies, fake copies of old games and giving them money to spend in their store and you're selling a fake game that you'll ship out to somebody thinking that you profit off of it and they'll send it back to you because it's fake. Now, the thing is, most people won't notice, which is bad for the customer and GameStop. One, the customer is getting a fake product from GameStop. Two, the employee has no clue it's fake. It's a disaster. There's a reason why they tried this in 2015, and then they shut it down later on. Now they want to bring it back, rumored. It's not announced, but I'm pretty confident in it after seeing what I've seen. Uh, not a good idea. Not smart. Not smart at all. They don't have the kind of money to be training their employees to look for counterfeit games. Not every single one of them is going to want to be trained. It's going to want to do their research to find counterfeit games. I mean, you have some DK Oldies <laughs> tutorials online that'll teach you how to do it. But apart from that, you know, you're not really looking for that. You're just taking the games, scanning them in, and that's the end of that. You're shipping out fake Pokemon Platinum cartridges. Now, God bless the employees who know how to look for counterfeit DS games or Game Boy Advance. That's the problem. There are so many consoles out there that they're going to accept trade-ins for. NES, SNES, N64, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS. Dude, each one of these employees has to know the counterfeit checker for every single console. It's not going to work. They can't do it. It's not going to work, guys. It's not going to work. GameStop, if they do bring it back, once again, rumor, not official, but it's a pretty strong rumor. If they bring this back, bro, like, I get it. You have to, to keep your business alive because it's dying. Retro game stores like DK Oldies, like the East Star Lands of the world are thriving off being a retro game store. They're making money. They're doing their thing. So GameStop, you know, already a big store, wants to dive into it. It's a disaster. East Starland, DK Oldies know how to check for counterfeit games. The problem here is with GameStop is if they are going to do this, what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to have papers like in the back on how to check for counterfeit games. And if you bring in like 20 old games, even like 50 or 100, I think it'll take a while before you can actually trade them in. I think how they should go about this is what you do is you don't bring in, well, 
you can. What you do is you bring in your retro games to drop off or you ship it to them, whatever. And they check it in their downtime and then they get back to you. It cannot be this like in-store wait on them to check it and then get your money right away. It can't be that because they actually have to check these and they need to take time. What you do is you take your time. You don't give it back to them right away because that's how it's always worked. You would give your copy of Pokemon to an employee. They would check it. Not really check it, but they would look at it and they wouldn't know if it's fake or not. And they would resell it. Take your time. Look at the label. These have to have their due diligence done on these games. You can't just ship them out. It's not, it's not going to work. But anyways, not to ramble about it. Those are my thoughts, and that's kind of what I think of the whole thing. Uh, could be a disaster, but once again, it's not even official. I mean, maybe they're going over a system on how to do this properly. I don't know for sure. I don't work at GameStop. But I would assume they are figuring it out. And that's why it's a rumor, not totally announced. There's a, there's a fly. But I think it'll be announced soon. Anyways, that's GameStop for you. Let's see what happens there. If we do get official word, they're doing their retro trade program. I will let you know. But we have some more news on Nintendo being right where they belong in the middle of a lawsuit. Let's go. All right. So, yeah, this is honestly crazy. I'm going to actually read an article on this from Nintendo Everything written by Brian at NE underscore Brian on Twitter about a lawsuit filed from a kid backed by his father over Mario Kart Tour in-app purchases. Okay, hold on. Take a break. Take off the headphones. What the heck is this? It sounds so weird with no headphones on. Put the headphones back on. Headphones are here. What the heck is this? Okay, so let's read the article. Thank you, Brian, from Nintendo Everything for the article. Nintendo has been hit with a class action lawsuit regarding immoral microtransactions in Mario Kart Tour. The suit, which comes from a young gamer backed by his father, demands that refunds be given for all miners in the United States who paid to use spotlight pipes. These provided in-game rewards using undisclosed odds. By using the pipes, players could receive helpful upgrades. The suit claims that Nintendo intentionally made the game difficult to proceed in without paying via quote-unquote dark patterns. This is known for tricking consumers in hopes of getting them to spend more. Just last week, the lawsuit moved from Washington State to the federal courts. The unknown plaintiff spent over $170 on Mario Kart Tour microtransactions with his father's credit card. The practices found in Mario Kart Tour are alleged to violate Washington State's Consumer Protection Act and California business law. The suit states, Defendant's loot box mechanism capitalized on and encouraged addictive behaviors to gambling. It's worth noting that Nintendo no longer uses spotlight pipes in Mario Kart Tour as those were taken out of the mobile title last September. The game now lets players directly purchase items offered in its in-game shop. Mario Kart Tour can be downloaded for both iOS and Android. So, lawsuit with Nintendo and a kid and his father. Now, we see a lot of these lawsuits happen. We don't report because it's not all Nintendo-related. 
But I've seen a lot of these kinds of things with mobile apps. You sue the company. And let me tell you, they're not winning the dang lawsuit, this father and son. They're not going to win. Nintendo, one, it's one thing to go after a mobile app developer or a company. It's another, it's a whole different subject to go at Nintendo. Their lawyers are A1. You can't get better. They're ninjas. We always speak Nintendo ninjas. You're not going to get better than, than them. So, they're going to lose because of that. But also they claim, essentially, now, like without looking too far into it, and just being very basic here, they are saying this encouraged addictive behaviors. Stop playing the game. Uh, that's kind of the goal to make the game addicting. That's also their, their goal to get you to buy more. That's kind of how microtransactions work. Now, I get it appears malicious, but there's just no way... There's not much that you can say that'll win you this court case. I don't think there's anything. And the fact that it's only 170 bucks spent, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't get it. And the son spent it on the father's credit card without his permission, as said in a different article. I believe it was by Go Nintendo. I mean, it's not Nintendo's fault the game's addicting. I don't think you make a lawsuit over this. And also, it was said they have removed spotlight pipes taken out last September. So good luck with that now. I mean, you know, I just, it, they're already gone. They fixed their problem. Spotlight pipes are gone. The, game, the game's addicting. So is Flappy Bird. I mean, I, I don't get it. So is Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, man, I spent 70 bucks. It's so like, I'm not trying to crap on these guys, but, like, it's just, there's just no way in the world this lawsuit goes in favor of the father and the son. There's zero way. Tell me, it's not possible. We've seen this happen. They never win. You can't beat Nintendo in a lawsuit, let alone this kind of claim that the game's addicting and that these are wrongful and malicious and, quote, immoral microtransactions. It's just not going to happen. I just see no way this happens. But anyways, spotlight pipes. <laughs> How evil. How evil of spotlight pipes to scam this kid in. Lure him in to buying more and more and more. I think it's just a case of addictiveitis. You know, that's obviously a, a real a real condition. Uh, no, but it's not going anywhere. If we have an update on the lawsuit, we will share it with you. But apart from that, let's go ahead and let's move past that lawsuit and go to your favorite segment of the week, answering your questions where I go on YouTube and Discord and pull your questions that you have for me and answer them on your favorite podcast. Let's go. As I said, we're pulling your questions. So I asked for questions on YouTube and Discord. So we have questions from both platforms. I'm going to pull from YouTube to begin with. And then go over to Discord. We'll do around 10 from each, depending on how quick they are. So let's go here. First, Abraham Belts, channel member, thank you so much, asks, What is your favorite SNES or older retro Nintendo game? Okay, so I've thought about this before. I've thought about this, and there is really only one answer for me. 
You can say Mario Bros. You can say Mario World. You can say whatever. Donkey Kong. My answer for this is Punch-Out. Really either one. NES or SNES. Mike Tyson Punch-Out. That's my favorite. I have not like beaten it. But I've never had a retro game appeal to me more than either of those. I like those in one day. A long sought after product for me that I want to buy one day is a Punch-Out! Arcade Machine. I wouldn't buy that like in the next year. But um, if I ever like just find the disposable income and want to blow it on a Punch-Out! Arcade. Dude, give me that. I'm, I'm buying that one day. I'm not even joking. I will update you. In like eight years, I will clip back to this. Someone clip this. I will own a Punch-Out! Arcade machine. Clip it. All right, next. Let's go through some. Within, within, I'm not sure. We then, we then G asks, what were your hopes with starting this podcast? Have you accomplished them yet? If not, hope you do soon. By the way, loving the podcast. Thank you so much. So, hopes with starting the podcast. Honestly, I'll tell you what made me start it. Just, I needed a place to, I guess, talk about what I know about Nintendo. Like, for example, the past segment, we discussed the, the lawsuit. I feel that I have an interesting perspective into some of these topics. And you might as well start a podcast. But I just feel like I had so many thoughts about Nintendo news and how we can break it down. And wanted to voice my own opinions on it. So I started it. And I guess my hopes were, I guess, to have listeners, as any podcast would probably want. Uh, I wouldn't say hopes. More so, like, this, like, this is fun for me. I like to do this. You know, get the whole setup here. I like doing the podcast. I guess the hope was to have fun. And have I accomplished them? I have. Since episode one, we have fun doing the podcast, discussing all the news. Thank you so much for the question. Al... Alexve, it's Alv. Alex, I'm not sure. Asks if you could only play one Nintendo game for a year, what would it be? Okay, so yeah, we need a game that can last the longest. I think I know the answer. I think it is going to be my favorite Switch game of all time, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, because not only is it a great game that I can go and play over and over, the game never ends. There's so much to do. I. Probably, if I had to play it for a year, I probably wouldn't play my Switch very often. But the one game I'm taking to a deserted island with me, no pun intended, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. So much to do. Endless possibilities. Favorite Switch game. Next, Noah Drake asks, When do you think the next Mario Maker game will release? So, what, we had Mario Maker 1 in 2015, Mario Maker release date, 2015, right? Yep, and then Mario Maker 2, 2019, four-year gap. Uh, that was what I had thought it would be. I thought it would be, well, it's four years now, actually. The, 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 the game's almost four years old. I'm thinking it'll come with the next console because as of right now on the Switch, Mario Maker 2 is probably the best that you can do for right now. I don't see how you top that at the moment. At least graphically or feature-wise. Maybe add like a new story mode. Add a new feature. But that, that's about it. You know. So I think on the next console. Maybe like a year into it. Like after one year. On year two. Maybe we'll get the new one. So if I had a randomly guess. I'd say maybe 2025. 26 maybe. I would 
think they're working on it because Mario Maker is a decent success. So I would think they're working on it, but that's just my thoughts on that. Okay, next, let's scroll, let's scroll. Uh, Sleeping Stitches asks, how do you think a Zelda movie would work when Link doesn't speak in, in the games? I think they would find somebody. I think that Link uh, would have a voice actor in the movie, which would be weird. It would definitely be weird at first, but similar to like, you know, Donkey Kong doesn't speak. He just goes, <laughs> so Donkey Kong doesn't speak, but he has a voice actor in the movie, that being Seth Rogen. Uh, so I think they would find him somebody. Now, that's a hard search because you have to find someone who like really fits the Link voice. Chris Pratt, I thought, did good as Mario. I thought every most characters had their voice actor fit their role. But, dude, for, a voice actor for Link is a hard search. Like, good luck, bro. Good luck. Good luck finding someone that'll do that. But, yeah, just find the voice actor, I, I think. Next, Meme Guy YT23 asks, will we have to wait two years for the next Zelda game? Uh, I think it was more than two years. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2017, six years. So I'm going to modify your question and say, well, do you mean tw two years as in like, was it the Hyrule Warriors came out? I'm going to say mainline games, but you know, no, no, no. I'll answer your question. Two years for the next Zelda game. Uh, I think it'll be a bit longer, honestly. I don't think they'll have a new Hyrule Warriors game or any kind of spinoff in the next two years because the Switch is coming to a close. Now, the only thing that might happen is they might, in my opinion, I think they might do a Wind Waker or Twilight Princess port to the Switch. If they do that, I think that'll be, we said it last time, it'll be a Switch swan song. It'll close out the entire Switch era. I think if we get a game that soon, it'll be a port. But for the next new game spinoff or mainline, I think next console for sure. I just don't really think we'll get anything new as the Switch comes to a close. Next. 3D Make Store asks, if you had a chance to choose between the Switch or the OLED, what will you choose? Uh, definitely the OLED. Now, I don't have an OLED. I want to buy one before they're discontinued, but I would definitely choose the OLED. And you have the price difference, which is about 350 bucks to 300 bucks, $50 difference. But I mean, it's so worth it. Brand new dock, ethernet port, brighter screen bigger screen new kickstand i mean what isn't there to like it's great better audio so i would definitely choose oled 50 dollars upgrade is definitely going to be worth it next let's scroll let's scroll we got zelda animation oh that's not a question <laughs> we got franklin the best asking for the next nintendo consoles do you think it'll be a switch 2 or a different console um tough one i would hope it's a different console, but honestly, with a Switch 2, you might find yourself in a Wii U situation where people don't even know it's a brand new console. So they would need to make the Switch 2 different enough, which I don't know if they want to do. Because even still, like DS to 3DS, some might have thought it's the exact same thing, but with 3D. So when you make your next console look and function almost just like your last console, those numbers always drop. NES to SNES or Game Boy 
to Game Boy Advance. Well, that's pretty different. But Game Boy Advance to Game Boy Advance SP, you know, like those things. Or DS to 3DS. Wii to Wii U. It never does better than the original. So my opinion is you go a totally different route. I'm going to say they make a different kind of console next. That's what I'll say. Because it never ever goes well making a sequel to your cool console. Next. Ahmed Khan asks, What do you think of new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe? Is it good or bad? That game itself is very good. Now, for the deluxe version, what they added, I believe, wasn't too much. So, in terms of it being a deluxe game and them adding features, they could have added more, I think. But the game itself, very good. One of my favorite Mario Bros., maybe behind the Wii version. Uh, next, Lucas Likes Starbucks asks, What is your favorite GameCube game? Favorite GameCube game is Animal Crossing for the GameCube, obviously. Uh, I just like it a lot, and I like how... Well, one, that's the, the first Animal Crossing game, uh, besides the you know Japan exclusives. First one in North America. And something about it, I, I'm not sure if it's the voices of the villagers, how sassy they are. It's a fun one to go back to time and time again. Can't really get enough of it. Uh, let's go here. Tahomas asks, do you like fish paired with some rhubarb? Uh, never had it. Never had it, uh, Tahomas. Never had that one. Next, let's go. Professional Dumb asks, favorite game other than New Leaf? You, you know me too well. Favorite game, not Animal Crossing New Leaf. That is my favorite game. You know me. Yeah, so my second favorite game is Zelda Skyward Sword for the Wii or for the Switch. I originally found it with the Switch version. And then, just to be a cool little collector, I went back and I bought the Wii version of Skyward Sword. And I actually want to replay it on the Wii just, just to, get, to get the whole motion control experience. So I'll probably do that in the near future. And then... John Paul Williams asks, if you could only play three Nintendo Switch games for the rest of your life, what would they be? Wow. Similar to the earlier question, uh, one would be, of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, probably recency bias, but Tears of the Kingdom maybe? Because, like, I'm never going to 100% Tears of the Kingdom. So maybe if I had to play three for the rest of my life, I would have enough time to, to do so. So I'll say Animal Crossing New Horizons, Tears of the Kingdom, and you know what? I'm going to pull a curveball on you. I'm going to say the entire N64 library of games on the Switch, because that is one application, so I'll take that instead. But, yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll take those three. I don't have the expansion pack membership, but I would upgrade if that was the exact scenario, so... I would do that. And then we've got Pizza Man 24 I'll pull two more from here after this and then head over to Discord. What is the best Mario power-up? Best Mario power-up? Well, the best one, in my opinion, it's either the cat or the propeller or the penguin. Uh, I'm going to say propeller. Uh, no, no, no. I would say the acorn. The acorn with the P on it or whatever, like the special one. The special one, you could get... Get to fly over a level, basically cheat your way through. I'm saying the special acorn from Mario Bros. U Deluxe and Mario Bros. U on the Wii U. I think that's it for sure, because get to cheat it out. Next, uh, half these aren't questions. You know, I have to stop using for the picture on the community post. I put a picture of Bald Daisy, 
and everyone's like, bald daisy, bald daisy. So I'm not like finding questions very easy. You know, next time I'll pre-select questions. So then this, this doesn't happen. Let's go here. Bobby Bob asks, do you think the rumors are true about Tomodachi Life coming to mobile? Uh, I do not think so. I've never heard of those rumors. Is that like a real thing? Tomodachi Life Mobile? Tomodachi Life Mobile. I've never heard of that. Um, oh, yeah. Here's a few videos. Uh, but here's here's the thing. They already made Tomo, which is essentially as close to a Tomodachi Life port on mobile as you can get. They made an app called Tomo back in what I think was 2015. And... It failed. They shut it down within, I believe, a year or two, and it wasn't really good. It might have been 2016, actually. And it, I loved it, but it wasn't doing them good. So for them to make a Tomodachi Life app, I don't see that working either. I think if they made it, they have to make it some kind of game on, on, the, on the Switch. They can't make it an app. It just won't do them any good. And for things like in-app purchases, you're, you're not going to buy things for in-app purchases on Tomodachi Life because it can all be earned originally. Like, from Mario Kart Tour, you can buy things that'll upgrade your cart and do this and get you access to this. Tomodachi Life, there's not much to really pay for. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a whole lot that, that you know, you could think of, but I don't think it would do well for in-app purchases, and I think it should be a full-on game on its own. But that's just me. Last question and then Discord questions. Gregory asks, what is your favorite type of video to make? Um, favorite type of video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume YouTube shorts. Um, YouTube shorts, I don't know, because they're all very different. I like doing the podcast, uh, but I like shorts a lot. I like shorts. Um, they're all so different. I don't know. If I scroll through them right now, I mean... It's not like any one is the same. So that's going to be hard to say. So I'm going to move your question over to long form videos. And I'm going to say favorite kind of video to make. I'd say honestly unboxing videos. I did one on the Tears of the Kingdom OLED. I did one on the Collector's Edition. I like unboxings. And I also like just kind of ramble videos that I make on my second channel. Max Corbett. Link down below. Oh, I like making those too. Those are fun. And th that doesn't mean that I don't like other videos, but, you know, those ones are especially fun. Now, let's go to Discord questions. Ask M Swizzle channel. Okay, so there's about 10 that were asked. So, we'll go through these. Beginning with, the Adam is at large asks, What are your thoughts on the Hyrule Warriors game on the Switch? Not Age of Calamity. So, I assume that you mean the Definitive Edition... And I'll tell you, I used to own that game, the Definitive Edition, and young me, young as in like five years ago, four or so, four, four years ago, I, it wasn't my favorite, and so I actually ended up selling it because I wanted some extra change. And then now, guess what? It's, it's rare. It's kind of rare. I'd say kind of. It's gone up in price. Uh, a used copy is about 55 bucks, which is not normal. Uh, maybe even like 70 on eBay. It's pretty bad. Even like when GameStop raises a price, you know it jumped up in price. GameStop raised the price of it. So it's gone up in price. Uh, but what I actually have done recently is I went to a retro game shop after the last episode recording. And I found a copy 
of Hyrule Warriors Wii U, which I believe is the same game, just not the definitive edition. I bought that. I bought that game. So, I still have the game on my favorite console of all time. Win-win, I tell you. So, I was probably meant to sell the definitive edition, but sorry, sorry, my thoughts. My thoughts on the game without rambling to you, the Atomus at large. My thoughts, I played it for a few, didn't like it. I don't remember much. I think I just, it wasn't my kind of game. That's all I can say for right now, because I haven't, like, really played it. And that was years ago, so I don't remember very much. But I had a bad experience. I must have, because I sold it. So I'm not saying it's a bad game. I think just me back then wasn't really in to these Hyrule Warriors games. And I, also, I also didn't understand any of the lore or anything. I At that point, I had only ever played Breath of the Wild, so I can't give my thoughts. I'm going to replay it soon, though. Next, Shapito asks, Do you like rain? Whenever I hear rain, the first thing I think of doing is playing a Zelda game because it adds to the atmosphere. See, Shapito, I love rain. I love rain. Now, here's the thing. When rain comes, it's only lovable when you're indoors. If I'm out, if it rains right now, if it just starts coming down, like that really, really sucks. But the thing is, the catch is, it won't. It's a nice sunny day. So it's not going to rain here. But when I'm indoors, what I do, close the curtains, it's storming outside, put on Animal Crossing, do some editing, like you said, play some Zelda, whatever it could be. For me, you say that you like your Zelda game during the rain. For me, it's it's Animal Crossing for sure. Uh, but yeah, playing games, it's raining. I love that so much. Just not while I'm outside. When I'm outside, don't rain. But when I'm inside, pour. Next, Dripped Out Goofy Vader asks, I know this will never be answered. Well, look at that. But what's the worst Pokemon game? And which is the best? So I can't say the worst as I've never played all of them. And all the ones I've played are not bad. So I can't say the worst. And which is the best and why? So I can't say the best because I've never, I've never played them. But my favorite one is Pokemon X. So I'll tell you that. My favorite is Pokemon X. I'm not sure if it was on the 3DS. If it's because of nostalgia. I don't know. But that was my favorite one. And it's a long game too. It's a long one. So... That's what I like about it, too. And it was just very, very... I don't know. It resonated with, with me more than, like, Pokemon Sword. More than, like, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which I haven't actually beat yet, but so far. So, there's that for you. Next, Shadowman7 asks, Who is the best starter Pokemon out of all the generations? Once again, I don't know every single one. We can probably go to my, like, second favorite Pokemon, who is Fennekin from, guess what, Pokemon X. So I'll say Fennekin, but that's just my opinion, and I've not played every single game, so there could be a better answer, but for me, that's what comes to my mind. Next, Floppy Floppa asks, what game do you think people should play when they're bored? And can I have a shout-out? Well, Floppy Floppa, shout-out to you. Uh, what game should people play uh, when they're bored? I mean, anything works, really. Um, Animal Crossing, I can't, Animal Crossing, I can't recommend it enough, Animal Crossing is great, that's a good one, Endless, Endless Fun, uh, we have the recently released Tears of the Kingdom, I mean, honestly, just whatever you want to play, you know, I can't tell you what to play when you're bored, I think any game will, will work, 
but I could recommend you those two. Maybe for an uncommon one, I could recommend you... Uh, Mario and Rabbids? I mean, I don't love that game, but if you're into strategy games and you're bored or want to make the brain think, that's how you do it. Next, Rock asks, is it smart to buy a Nintendo Switch Zelda OLED Edition now? Yes, it is. If you are going to buy one eventually, now is the time, my friend. You're going to buy it now, and you're going to hold on to it before it goes up and up and up in price. Buy it now, please. Next, the Hollow Turtle asks, will you ever make another DK Oldies video? Uh, no. I will not, just because, one, it's died down. Two, I found out what I needed to find out. Honestly, and I'll tell you the truth, the one where I bought the games, I was kind of jumping on the whole hype train. The second one where I bought the console, I was genuinely like, okay, is this, do they actually refurbish? Because like, as far as I know, and I didn't, I didn't think that these videos were, were fake of people getting bad consoles, but I wanted to see for myself are they really not refurbishing these consoles? So I bought the Wii and guess what? It wasn't refurbished. So that's kind of why. So I made those two videos and then like a short or, or two, but that's about it. So no, I won't. Next, Dripped Out Goofy Vader asks, have you ever played Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga? I meant to play this, but it was like full price, 60 bucks. Maybe it's cheaper now, but no, I never got to it because it was just expensive at that time for what it actually was. Never played it, but would definitely love to in the future. Next, CS asks, do you collect anything besides video games? And if you do, what do you collect? So yes, video games, um, I guess you can kind of say things related to games, like, like Amiibo or consoles. Aside from that, Animal Crossing Amiibo cards... Um, those are the only cards I collect. No, like, Pokemon cards. So, no. Apart from those things, which kind of relate to games, I do not. But I guess that kind of counts. You know, Amiibo, Animal Crossing cards. Yeah, that counts. It counts. Next, Duroc asks, and finally, well, actually, there's two questions from Duroc. Two final ones. One, who is your favorite YouTuber? I don't really have one. I just kind of watch what I like to watch, uh, which is mostly, like, UFC talk. Uh, I don't really watch any other Nintendo YouTubers because, like, they're kind of... It's hard to say. Most of the things they're going to say, I know what they're going to say. Like, if there's a news YouTuber, I'm, I'm up to date, you know? I know what they're going to say. And then apart from that, I just don't watch other Nintendo YouTubers. I'll watch, like, Nintendo videos, like, repairing this Wii U or, or you know, repairing this, that, electronics fix. But, I mean, not like a Nintendo YouTuber, so uh, I don't have one. So UFC talk and then some Nintendo stuff. And then apart from that, is it smart to buy Skyward Sword HD for Nintendo Switch? If not, why? Um, I think, of course, it's smart if you, you do not already own it on the Wii. Uh, it's a graphical upgrade, obviously. So it's smart either way. It's my favorite Zelda game of all time. Did that bird just fly in the pool? Okay, no, no, no sorry, no, never mind. It's my favorite Zelda game of all time, and I couldn't recommend it anymore. My favorite, HD versus the Wii, yeah, no, definitely buy it on the Switch if you can. I recommend it to you. And that is it for all of the questions. Let's go ahead, before we close out the episode, give a quick shout out to our channel members. Channel members are supporting the channel. If you wanna become a channel member and get awesome perks like unreleased videos, shout outs like this, Recording session access, 
all these kinds of things. I'm actually going to add a new perk, which gives you priority to get your question answered on the podcast. So when I answer these questions, like I just did, I'm going to prioritize your questions. So if you're watching the podcast and your question is not getting answered, member, become a member and I will prioritize yours. Apart from that, shout out to something went wrong. What? It's not showing me the dang members. Something went wrong. Refresh. What the heck? Verify it's me. Oh my gosh. Steps to remove malware. Are you joking? Okay, so I'm gonna grab my I'm gonna grab my phone. Am I being hacked? What is going on? Okay, so I'm gonna grab my my phone, which I've been using for the second angle camera. Let's grab the phone. Here we are. Oh my phone's dead. My phone's dead. Okay, so we have account recovery. Recover your account. I know my password. This is drama here. Make sure it's you. Are you kidding? How do I YouTube.com? This is insane. Sign in. Am I hacked right now, guys? What is going on? I don't. My, my, my phone's dead. How do I enter our code? Am I hacked? But how do I check my members? Let's go to the last podcast episode. And let's pull from the last time I gave shout outs. And then there was one new channel member. Now, you guys have to understand. I'll put the channel members on the screen once I find out that I'm not being hacked, but I'm watching ad after ad signed out of my YouTube account, trying to see who my channel members are. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Shout out to It's Case, Carter Crossing, Abraham Belts, Jeremy R, Heisenberg TSG, Koi, Phoenix Love 44, and then I saw a new one. I believe the name was Aaron, Aaron. Shout out to all of you. They're on screen, one of these places. Thank you all so much for watching. I love you all. That was some drama at the end of that. Also, I want to say something kind of fun. The other day, I picked up Donkey Konga for the GameCube and bought the bongos with it off of eBay. Let me know if you want that as a stream or a video, Donkey Konga video. That would be so much fun. If you do not know, it is a rhythm game with the DK bongos. That's a lot. That's that's fun stuff, right? So let me know. Anyways. That is it. I love you all. Thank you all so much. See you all in the next podcast, which will be in studio next time with a guest, hopefully. See you all then. Adios.